Hey there, my name is Sarah Bowling, and I'm so excited that you're listening to my podcast. I'm praying that God speaks to you through this podcast. Your heart is encouraged and overflowing with love. Thank you so much for listening. Love to have you subscribe and of course share this with your friends. I know God has really great things for you in this time together. Thanks so much. I want to talk about um, some very important things as it relates to Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit is God present with us today. And I think it's important for us to think about that because if you go back in the Old Testament and you remember back in all that Old Covenant era and all that stuff, remember the presence of God was pretty much surrounding and kind of encompassed with the Ark of the Covenant. Remember that? The Ark of the Covenant. Anybody ever see Raiders of the Lost Ark? It's a big deal. You open it up, your face melts off, bad stuff. So it's a big deal. But when you go into the Gospels, God's presence was with humans as well. In what area? What, what, what way? Has a name, starts with J, five letters, Jesus. That's right, Jesus. It was kind of subtle, but you know. Anyways, so Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament. We got Jesus in the Gospels. And then Jesus said... It's better for you that I leave so the Holy Spirit will come. So God's presence with us today, and I appreciate that God is timeless, right? No matter when time started, back with Adam and Eve, all the way through the Old Testament, through the Gospels, and now with us today, God is with us. God is continually with us. And so with that in mind, it would behoove us to think about Holy Spirit. Who is Holy Spirit? And you're like, I already know. I know this sermon. Check the box. Been there. Bought the bought the Cracker Jacks. It's fine. But I I would I would propose to you that I think there are some things that we might want to polish up in our thinking, some awareness, and maybe some course corrections. Right? You might have some perceptions that might be a little bit off. Anybody interested in some of that? I think it's helpful because we need to know God with us now today. Who is that and who does that look like? So in John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus presents Holy Spirit. Now, you're going to hear me say, not in this sermon, you're not going to hear me say the Holy Spirit. And the reason I'm not going to say the is because whenever you put the in front of something, the water bottle, the phone, the book, the, I don't know about you, but for me, it turns it into an inanimate object. So all of you are sitting on the chair. You don't want that chair to suddenly get animated. That would be weird. You'd be like on the hot seat, literally. You'd be jumping up. So when we talk about a person, I don't say the Reese or the Olga or the Tyler. I refer to the person by their name, Right? I'm seriously. So why wouldn't we do that with Holy Spirit? Why do we? You're like, well, the Bible calls, puts an article there. Okay, fine. But I'm going to take that away because I want to propose to you that Holy Spirit is every bit as much a person as Father and Son. Holy Spirit. We don't say the Jesus. We say Jesus. So why would we refer to Holy Spirit as something inanimate? So when Jesus introduces Holy Spirit to his disciples, John chapter 14, it's an introduction, and it's his last supper. He's sitting around with his 12 disciples, 
And this is what he says about Holy Spirit. This, in verse 16, he says, I, who's I? Jesus. Let's say that one more time. Jesus. I will ask the Father. Fine. Give you that one. Father. And he will give you another, what does that say? Helper. I want you to catch in this verse, we have Trinity. I, Jesus, will ask Father to give you another helper. There's Trinity. And I want you to appreciate in this that Jesus puts it all together because Trinity is one. Three part, and you're like, well, that gets a little complicated. I agree. But since when did your finite mind ever comprehend an infinite being? It just doesn't work that way in case you were unclear on that. But Jesus says, I will ask the Father. He will give you another helper. Now, I want to ask you, many of you have your Bibles. If you're watching online, you can check your Bibles too. When you look at this word helper in your Bible, or you may not have that exact word. You probably have a different word. So look in your Bibles and shoot out for me what are some of the different words you have for this term in your Bibles. Comforter. Advocate, intercessor, counselor, paraclete, strengthener. The message translation says friend. Uh, Passion translation says savior. So there's all these different words for Holy Spirit. Now, I looked at this and I'm like, which one's right? (laughs) Did you ever ask that question? How do I know which one to pick? You know what, family? They're all right. All of them. And that's fantastic. Because I think we need Holy Spirit to do all this stuff for us. To comfort us. To counsel us. To be our friend. To be our advocate. To be our intercessor. To be our helper. I mean, pick some, pick one of those that you do not need. Hello? Seriously. And this word is from the Greek, parakaleo. To call alongside, paraclete. In the Greek, it has the idea of being a legal advocate. To stand on behalf of the person that might be accused or condemned. To stand in the gap, an intercessor. So when we think about Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is all these things. Our comforter, our counselor, our spirit of wisdom, uh, advocate, counsel, all this stuff. We need, we need all of this. But I also want you to appreciate what Jesus said. Holy Spirit is also spirit of truth. That's a big deal. Anybody think the world around us needs a little bit of truth? Holy buckets. Seriously. I mean, we live in a society that is super creative. <laughs> That's a nice way to say it, right? It's a euphemism. Super weird. But I would also say this as well. More important than the society around us, <laughs> you need truth in you. <laughs> Because there's a lot, a whole lot, and you're like, oh, I don't need any truth. I know, I'm, I, got, I know, I know me. I'm like, you know what? If you think you don't need truth, if you think you don't have a few deceptions in your thinking, then you're really in a scary place. Let me just tell you. You, you think things about yourself and the way you see things that are not always accurate. And they're not, all, not always truthful. Case in point, yesterday I played in a pickleball tournament. You know what? I thought... I was a really good pickleball player. (laughs) Clearly, I am not the spirit of truth leading me into truth. I'm not that good. 
But there are things, yeah, that's a kind of a funny one. But there are things you think about yourself that are inaccurate. And it can be both ways. It can be in the arrogant form. Oh, I got this. I'm really smart. I got this scooped. Oh, I've been there. I know how to do a little, little, little. Or it could be in the insecurity form. But all of us need truth. Psalms 51 verse 6 says, God desires truth on the inside. If you don't have Holy Spirit, how do you have any truth? And I would propose that the truth that you need inside you many times is drastically more important than the truth you want to see on the outside. Come on, family. Let Holy Spirit get in, mess with the junk in your trunk. Because we need truth. And notice also what Jesus says. The Holy Spirit will be with us always. I love, I love when we recognize and acknowledge Holy Spirit. And the reality is Holy Spirit is with us whether we recognize, feel, or acknowledge Holy Spirit or not. Holy Spirit is always present. Holy Spirit was present as you were sleeping last night. You didn't even know it. Holy Spirit was here uh, when you landed already and just kind of saying, hey, welcome. We're glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Holy Spirit's with you in the bathroom when you're brushing your teeth, among other things. <laughs> Holy Spirit is with us all the time. Jesus said that he would be with you always. So when you're driving in the car, you're taking a walk, you're whatever, you're playing pickleball and you hit a stupid shot that you know should have gone in and you're not happy about that. Holy Spirit is present. That's good for me to know that. And I like this because it reminds me that I have continuous help. Anybody need continuous help? <laughs> right? Does anybody need perpetual truth? Boy, howdy. How about ongoing counsel? Ongoing comfort? Holy Spirit is present, available, there for the bidding. <laughs> Ask and watch Holy Spirit reveal and encourage and be who Holy Spirit is in our lives. Family, I don't think we've needed Holy Spirit any more in our historical existence than we do today. Seriously. But I would propose to you that it's possible we might have a few challenges, <laughs> uh, perception challenges that we might want to think about. So what could those perception challenges be? Well, First off, uh, a lot of times people have a struggle because they think Holy Spirit could be kind of like that whole kooky, charismatic thing, right? Anybody ever been around kooky charismatics? Boy, howdy. <laughs> oh, my goodness, seriously. And, you know, it, it, makes, it still makes me kind of jittery, if I'm going to be really honest with you. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, are we really doing that? Are we, like, pushing people again? Let's not go there, okay? We don't have to push them down, you know. But sometimes we have this idea in our head that Holy Spirit's kooky, that it's those kooky charismatics, and, and I don't want Holy Spirit because that's, that's too weird. Whack jobs do all that Holy Spirit stuff. I'm sure that none of us in the room have ever thought that or online, but it might be a perception that could be an obstacle for you with Holy Spirit. And if we're not careful, we tend to throw Holy Spirit out with the bathwater. 
because we don't like the kooky, so let's pitch the whole thing. Please, let's not do that. Let's dismantle. Let's take a pause and let's say, okay, maybe there's stuff I don't understand. And humans do weird stuff. Let's not blame Holy Spirit for the human weird. Right? Seriously. And is there some strange things about Holy Spirit that you will not understand? Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Again, finite being, understanding infinite. Good luck with that. Holy Spirit will blow your mind. Thank God. Thank God. Because your mind needs to be blown from time to time. Trust me. But the other thing I think that could be a perception struggle, this is for me, I'm like the poster child for this, is the independence thing. So meaning this, like for me, I'm very, very independent. I don't need help. I don't like help. I don't ask for help. And if you offer help, I'm just going to smile and say no, but thanks for the offer because I am very independent. But what happens, what I have found on a personal level is when I am so hyper-independent, it is a form of resisting help, a.k.a. resisting Holy Spirit. When I ask for help and I recognize Jesus called Holy Spirit helper, when I ask for help, it's possible I could be using Holy Spirit's nickname, help. I need help. And the reality is I need all kinds of help. I need help coaching my own mental game. (laughs) Boy, howdy, right, Roger? We've been down that road before. Oh, my goodness. Roger helped me with a concussion injury a couple years ago, and boy, howdy, did I need a boatload of help. And you were Holy Spirit in the flesh, (laughs) and I'm super grateful. But I need all kinds of help. I need help coaching my mental game. I need help in some of my conversations. I need help (laughs) not saying everything I think. Or feel. Yes and amen. Anybody relate to any of this stuff? Help. But I'll tell you that some of us have this independent mindset and we don't even know it. We don't even know how independent we are. And we don't appreciate and realize that it is a form of resistance. Let me give you an example. Several years ago, I was a crossing guard at my kid's school. And it was winter time. And I was having fun, you know, all dressed up, bundled up. And I have a friend of mine, she's super fun, and she drove up and uh, rolled her window down and chucked something out her window, and it hit me right in the chest. I'm like, what? And it was, and I, and I grabbed, because, you know, something flies through the air and hits you in the chest, you're going to grab your chest, right? Because that's kind of weird. And I looked, and she had hand crocheted me this super cool hat. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, you never accept any help, so I knew I had to throw it out the window to get it in your hands. That's really insightful. (laughs) I didn't realize it was that bad. Anybody understand what I'm saying? Sometimes that independence mindset can be uh, a perception that we need to dismantle so that we can have greater connection with Holy Spirit. The kooky mindset. No, 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 no. Stop. Let's put that on pause and let's just say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you. Another mindset that's a little tricky too is sometimes I think we have the idea that Holy Spirit is um, like the junior God. 
right? He's second string. He comes in when Jesus gets tired. Because we like the Father. We like, you know, God the Father, creator of the universe, all that. We like Jesus because he's, we get it. He's gospels, crucifixion, healing, multiplying bread and fish. Fantastic. But when we get to Holy Spirit, sometimes we, we're like, eh, you know, kind of. Maybe he's JV, second string. Like he's kind of the pinch hitter for the real guys. But family, if we think that about Holy Spirit, we're going to miss who Holy Spirit can be in our lives. Holy Spirit is not second string. Not the junior God. Doesn't kind of step in when everybody wants a break and a pause. Holy Spirit is equivalent. Every bit as much God as Jesus. Holy Spirit is every bit, every bit as much God as Father. Father is every bit as much God as Holy Spirit. They're equal, family. And if we kind of emphasize because we're comfortable and we understand it and all that, the Father and the Son stuff, but we neglect and ignore and kind of, you know, get off, then we miss God's presence with us today. I need God's presence today. I needed God's presence this morning. I'm getting ready. I don't know what to wear. Help. Help. Help when I interact with people who I think are weird, that do strange things and say stupid stuff. Really? Really? And them just smile and thank you. That's nice. You know, help. I need current help now in this moment. I don't think you're any different than me. I really don't. I think you're the same as me. Maybe you have different struggles, but I still think you have struggles. And maybe just because yours are different than mine, it doesn't make them any better. It's just different, right? So truly, all of us need help. And we would be wise to dismantle some of these perceptions because these perceptions are obstacles for us with connecting and letting Holy Spirit be alive and vibrant, active, engaged in our lives. We need, and we don't only need Holy Spirit when we have fantastic worship, right? And we come on a Sunday morning and woo, 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 all that. We need Holy Spirit when we're driving and that guy cuts you off. Hello. We need Holy Spirit when your kid tells you something that like makes your eyebrows want to like singe and fall off your head. Oh, right? We need Holy Spirit when the coworker is doing that stupid stuff again, that knows we need Holy Spirit with our spouse. Come on, family, we need Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit can't just be something ethereal and misty and elusive and kind of out there floating somewhere. We need to appreciate Holy Spirit as a person and with us every day, in every moment, in every situation. So I'm going to ask you to do a couple of things. This is kind of some takeaways. First off, I would say this. This is my latest book that I did. It only came out a couple weeks ago, and it's called Your Friendship with Holy Spirit. This is a relationship guide. It is not a study guide. Remember doing studying for like the GRE, and you get those giant thick books? Anybody ever do that? Anna, did you do it? Ugh, and it, Roger. So we'd study that stupid stuff, take the test, and hopefully we forgot it all, right? There's just a whole bunch of content. Then there's also like skill, skill guides, you know, they teach you how to do something. But this is a relationship guide. This will walk you through cultivating your relationship 
with Holy Spirit. And it's not a cookie cutter, one size fits all. I don't expect people, anybody to do relationships, Pastor Frida. Frida does relationships in really cool ways. She'll have people over to her house for dinner and hang out. But her daughter would do relationships in a different way. Not necessarily cooking a meal for somebody, but maybe doing an activity with somebody. All of us do relationships in different ways. Men are particularly known for relating in terms of activity. Let's go out and play golf. Let's go, I don't know what else guys do. Watch football together, right? An activity, something, right? Anyone want to help me, Pat? Eat, eating, they cook together. What else? Hiking, fishing, boating. See? Anything else? Hunting. And sometimes, but we all do our relationships in different ways. So this, <laughs> embellishing, I like it. So this guide will, looks at kind of how you're organized inside. And then with this guide, it helps you to take who you are. I'm not asking you, and Holy Spirit doesn't want to, want to change you, right? Change your personality, how you're wired up. In fact, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, a fantastic creation. So how you do your relationships, this guide will help you integrate Holy Spirit and have a greater relationship with Holy Spirit. So they'll be at the end, at the, uh, out the back there at the end, and I'll be signing them if you'd like. So grab a copy of that. I think you'll like it. It's interactive and could be fun exploring and learning some cool stuff and connecting, um, having a more intimate connection with Holy Spirit. But I also want to finish with this acronym. And it's the acronym A-W-E, AWE. And it is my firm conviction that when we grow in our relationship connection with Holy Spirit, that our life becomes full of awe. Not awful, <laughs> full of awe. And the first letter in this acronym is the letter A. Then it goes to what Jesus says in Luke eleven thirteen, second part of the verse. Jesus says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give Holy Spirit to those who ask? Ask. So the first letter here is ask. Ask. Holy Spirit, and you can say come. Fantastic. Say come. But I would also propose you might want to ask for greater awareness, greater sensitivity. I pray this almost every day. Help me to feel you and help me to recognize you. If you're with me all the time, Jesus said it, then help me to recognize you. I want to see your fingerprints. I want to feel your presence. And it may not, it can be all kinds of ways that I re recognize, sense Holy Spirit. I go back through almost every day and look in the preceding day. Where did I sense God's fingerprints? Well, I sensed God here when I was driving. I sensed God here, this and this. I sensed da, da, da. I felt God. And, and I can go back over my, over my preceding day and find Holy Spirit's participation in my daily life. I do that. I do that every day looking at the past because I believe that it coaches me to do it real time. 
If I can find Holy Spirit participating in my life yesterday, then it raises, can raise my awareness for Holy Spirit doing now. Are you tracking? And I'm very much into it because this verb ask in the Greek is present tense. And in the Greek, that means an ongoing activity. Ask, 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 keep asking, ask, ask, ask some more. You're like, why do I have to keep? Because it's a present tense verb. And I think the main thing that I would say for a takeaway on this is ask for God to help you raise your awareness. Awareness. You're here. Okay, what are we doing? And sometimes Holy Spirit is talking. Sometimes Holy Spirit is moving. And sometimes Holy Spirit is companionable silence. Why is that bad? That's not bad. Anybody have a friend that you can hang out with? So close, so comfortable that you don't have to talk? Or you don't have to listen? Right? Sometimes there's much to be said for companionable silence. Just being together, presence. I think that's very true with Holy Spirit. First letter, ask. Second letter, W, is the word walk. Walk. Paul talks about this a boatload in the epistles. Walk with Holy Spirit. Talks about Romans 8, Galatians 5, walking with spirit. And the reason I bring this to your attention is because walking is, implies the daily trappings, daily activities, daily moving through life. And whether you're, some people are in a wheelchair so they can't officially walk, but all of us move through life in some way, shape, fashion, or form. So walking with Holy Spirit. I want to walk with you in the daily activities. I want you to walk with me. I invite your participation. I invite your presence. Walking together. Let's do this journey. Let's do life together with Holy Spirit. Walking together. And then the third letter is the letter E. A for ask. W for walk. E for embrace. Now, here's what I would say with embracing. Some of us feel super comfortable embracing pieces and parts of Holy Spirit, and other parts make us a little, eh, not so excited, or squeamish or uncomfortable. So for example, some of us, we really like the gifts of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit gifts we read about in 1 Corinthians 12, it would be like word of wisdom, prophecy, speaking in tongues, interpretation tongues, how many of you ever remember some of these gifts, Right? So for some of us who have charismatic background, we, we love and we gravitate towards gifts and demonstrations. We think that's fantastic. And that's really what we love to embrace. But some of us, we're not so keen on the gifts and demonstrations. We prefer to embrace fruit, fruits of Holy Spirit. Fruit of the Holy Spirit, we read in Galatians chapter 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, temper, and self-control. Again, such there's no law. How many remember hearing all that stuff? And some of us like the fruits because we want the integrity, we want the character, we want an upstanding life, and we embrace that because that feels comfortable and natural and we love that stuff. But what happens is sometimes we embrace one and repel the other. We embrace the gifts Character, eh, not so, you know, it's okay. Might be overrated. 
But sometimes we embrace character and we shun gifts. And sometimes we have the perception, if there are no gifts, then Holy Spirit isn't here. And that's, <laughs> that's a bad mistake to think that. That's a very bad mistake. I've heard this before that, that some people have said, you know, if you don't speak in tongues, you don't have Holy Spirit. I want to rip their heads off. And then Holy Spirit says, don't do that. It's not loving. <laughs> Family, I, I recognize Acts chapter 2, day of Pentecost, and there was a tremendous outpouring of Holy Spirit, and they spoke in other tongues. But I want you to appreciate that they received Holy Spirit before the day of Pentecost in John chapter 20, verse 22, when Jesus breathed on them and said, receive Holy Spirit. I'm all for the gifts. Let's embrace the gifts. If that makes you jittery and nervous and makes you kind of squeamish, then embrace it. If you're more squeamish about the fruits, yeah, I don't need all that stuff. It's kind of over. So embrace it. Whatever makes you squeamish with Holy Spirit, recognize it and embrace it. Because let's not pick and choose who we let Holy Spirit be to us. Come on, family. Let's do the whole, whole thing, soup to nuts, start to finish. Let's say yes. I want all of you. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care. I just welcome all of you. Welcome, right? So as we finish today, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your heads. Because I would suggest that we might, some of that embracing thing might be a struggle for us. If you want to have Holy Spirit help you to embrace more of Holy Spirit, I just want you to slip up your hand because I want to pray for you. Help me, Holy Spirit, to embrace more of you. Whatever that looks like. Wherever I might be squeamish, help me. So, Holy Spirit, my hand is up on this one too. I put myself in the middle of this prayer. Please help us. We're raising our hands because we acknowledge we have areas that are with you that are squeamish, that make us uptight, jittery. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would help us to identify those areas, but also to redeem those places, those spaces. Help us to embrace you, all of you, with no reservation, not withholding anything, but to fully embrace you, wholly and fully. We welcome your gifts. We welcome your fruit. Most of all, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you. And Holy Spirit, I ask now for all of us in the room, all of us online, I ask that you would increase our awareness of you. Increase our sensitivity. Increase how we recognize you in our daily life. We welcome you to participate and join, to walk alongside. We need you. We want you and we embrace you, Holy Spirit, the entirety of you, all of who you are and all of what you do with no limits, no boundaries. Thank you, Holy Spirit, 
for being personal to each one of us and helping us to grow closer with you each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey there, thanks so much for listening today. I'm super stoked to get time with you. And of course, I'd love for you to subscribe, share this with your friends, and really sense God working through you as well as in you in these words. So thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.